on dispensers of pets, Goking out at the cons, renaissance fests Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch As the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch Turn to the letter F in your dictionary And add this word to your vocabulary Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy Damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a Fanboy, baby And this is the Fanboy Planet podcast for Wednesday, January 17th. All Do you that. really want to start the show that way? I don't know. <laughs> With a conjunction? How gauche. At any rate, <laughs> I'm Derek McCaw, the editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. To my left, not that you can see that, is Mr. Andy Mead, the owner of FanboyPlanet.comics. He's looking very... Oh, I was, I was supposed to say, the only place I buy my comics. I was just going to say, he looks very... Uh, tropical today in his Hawaiian shirt. He I does. wanted to compliment But him we're that. not in the tropics. We're actually in Santa Clara, California. Andy, give us that address. Uh, 2725 El Camino Real, Santa Clara, Suite 105. Uh, phone number is uh, 408-985-7481. And we're all grateful for the lithium. Across from me, <laughs> Mr. Lon Lopez, yes. writer for FanboyPlanet.com, occasionally, and of course, owner, manager, whatever, co-owner, co-director, what do you call that? Of MoronLife.com, and um, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll put a, a men's magazine out too soon called Moron Life Hot or something, I don't know. So, I'm a, I'm a publishing magnet, so... Mag- magnate. 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 I know. You feel like we should say magnate. Mm-hmm. Speaking of magnates, we've got Rick Brettschneider, our engineer and, of course, fabulous commentator. Somehow I'm drawn to the magnate. Yes. <laughs> yes uh, and can we get just a short round for Rick setting up so fast I know, this was from his meeting today? So and He's fried, and he still came down here and said, I... I will come from a day of meetings and do that's the podcast. A, that's a fanboy. Which is great. We're going to get so much past Rick tonight. Anyway, <laughs> we'll have him very confused. Let's begin with an event that Marvel uh, sent some preview art out this week for Back in Black, which triggered uh, a by tuperative email a from Mr. Long Lopez oh, to be okay. a mailstorm from just you, really. Oh, uh, okay. You emailed me very angrily about Back in Black, so I thought, let's begin with that. Hey, you're ticked off. I always email you angrily. I know um, you do. I know. Because I'm guy? an angry guy. Arr. I know. Um, no, black, Back in Black. First of all, how many things are we going to call Back in Black? How many times have we heard that expression used to market or promote something? And now, of course, Spider-Man's Back in the Black suit. I think we touched this recently we had we, we couple did weeks. i mean and again let's make sure yeah people that are listening that maybe just listen because they think we're funny not because they understand comics uh are there are there hi, any mom hi mom <laughs> yeah exactly for our parents let us explain mm-hmm. spider-man has a black suit that uh in continuity later turned out to be an alien symbiote which became the basis for the villain venom but Ooh. this is strictly just the suit now it's just symbolic right because right? he did he did sew a black yeah. suit as well for a while and, and after he got rid of the uh, rid of the symbiote and he yeah. had a weird symbolic reason to it it was like to represent his darker side or maybe i forget how what the explanation I'm was i'm pretty sure that's going to be the explanation they use in the movie spider-man 3 but Anyway, there it's been this event they've been touting for a couple of months that after the results of the events of Civil War, Spider-Man would face some sort of horrible tragedy. Personal that, tragedy. Personal tragedy that would make him wear the black suit again. What could that possibly and be? And what, why do people wear black again? Um, oh, because it's yeah. slimming color. <laughs> it's slimming, we know that. He's putting on pounds. That's the great personal He's had tragedy. a lot of guilty eating from yes. Civil War. The personal and, uh, tragedy is... <laughs> oh, he took on the fresh Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> in his neighborhood went out of business. <laughs> no wow. Gives good. new meaning to spider ham. But, <laughs> oh, Peter Porker. Um, there we go. But, yeah, so, so they're touting this whole back-in-black event as Spider-Man's going to go through this personal loss, and it's symbolic that, you know, he's going to maybe be mourning something or whatever, and they're hyping it as this big change to the character when the the anger that I had my email to you was the fact that why doesn't anybody else see, or why doesn't anybody else complain that it's not about the personal loss of the story, it's 
There's a Spider-Man movie coming out in the summer, part three. That <laughs> no, where he's wearing the black oh. suit. Where he's wearing the black suit. And so it's all about the tie-ins to the movie. And so they're they're now changing, they're dictating the storylines to fit their movie products and movie tie And so now it's, and it's a way, and granted, I know Marvel sold out a long time ago, but it's like you're selling out your characters, you're selling out your story, you're selling out your integrity to tie in with these movies. And, and it wasn't, you know, you kind of like, well, maybe they have a story. Then you showed on the site the preview uh, issues or the, the preview covers, and there's a cover with Spidey in the black suit fighting who? The Sandman. The Sandman, who's also going to be in Spider-Man 3. So it's all these things where, now granted, from a marketing standpoint, it's brilliant. It's going to you know probably sell a couple more extra issues, whatever. But it's my problem with it is is you're selling out your characters to tie in with a movie. You know, It's kind of like with X-Men. Remember in New X-Men, they changed all the outfits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be similar to the movie people. So not, it's not totally disagreeing with you, but isn't that okay. another way to kind of get people into comics? It so they, is. They see the movie, they go down to Andy, they come into your shop, they say, I want to see a Spider-Man. There's the Spider-Man and the Sandman. Oh, I've seen this before. Right. Yeah, I and 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 so like I said, from a marketing standpoint, it's brilliant. Because we talked about that a little bit last week in terms of Ghost Rider. You've got the movie coming out, though Rick may not have been aware of that, in about three, four weeks. And... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh. and some uh, of us don't need drugs. <laughs> and, 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 and there's plenty of Ghost Rider products suddenly on the shelves. Uh, according to Steve and Andy and their conspiracy theories, in fact, they've got one writer posing as two or three different writers writing different Ghost Rider stories. So there you go. Uh, and yet, like I said, about like a month ago, uh, one of the guys in the show I was doing said, Oh, hey, I took the kids to see Aragon and... Um, a flamehead guy has a movie coming, and Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Oh, you know, the motorcycle, the skull. I said, ah, Ghost Rider. And this is a friend who's, you know, a reasonably intelligent guy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, is it so bad once you're out? If you're not into comics, are we just such a rare breed that we remember all these? The silly same guy was talking to me. He said, you know, I saw a President guy on TV last night. President <laughs> guy. <laughs> You know, but and, back, I, and I should mention because uh, this guy is also going to be there's there's uh, in San San Carlos. So I should, we should all go. We got We may get invitations to do this. There's a Gotham City black and white ball Ooh. in uh, in San Mateo. I think it is on February third. So a Fanboy Planet promotes. We're doing it right here. The there's a Gotham City black and white ball. We'll start promoting, and uh, we might be able to all go. Which going is, tuxedo or just really bruised? You up? get to dress. How do, how do we get not to go dress with as Batman? Your, I, I, there's no, gonna there's be, I, somebody's got to I think there's going to be a lot of yeah. Batman that night. I won't go as Batman. What, what you want to do is you want to get those, one of those Batman T-shirts and just wear a very thin white dress shirt. Over I'm trying it. to figure who I could go as. Maybe Hush. Maybe I get away with there Hush. There you go. <laughs> no one will know. Bandages. So, oh, so hold on a second. Go ahead. Um, the fact that Casada and Straczynski have been wanting to get rid of Mary Jane for a couple of years now, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that Spider-Man in the movies in the black suit, they do this back in black thing. They do this, you know, setting it up so he looks like the movie. Um, I don't think that's dictating their storyline. I think the storyline has been set for a while because they want to get. They rid wanted of her. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but also too though, I assuming was, that's what happens because we don't really. Well, the know. point, mm-hmm. other point too was, didn't we just change the spider suit? A, was it a year ago when they changed it to the red iron armor, or was that just a few months iron ago? Iron spider. It's just been a few months ago. Yeah, really, so it's at the but, but of that Civil was War. supposed to be a big event too, and not a lot of people jumped to that or you know love that armor. So I just feel like it's always like, all right, it's you know we tried this big event, now let's try the next one. You well, know I mean, what I mean? This goes back to I mean why there was a clone saga. Mm-hmm. Get people talking about the character again. Why you had the Scarlet Spider, slightly different costume, for a while running around like the homeless Spider-Man in red leotards with a cut-off denim vest yeah. and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, so... I don't know. I just think it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of cheap. But then again, it, with Marvel, I'm not too happy with them anyway nowadays because it's a war. Anyway, so I just, that was my gripe well, about see, the back and black. Generally, I agree with you. I mean... Think about the organic, the organic web shooters right. that evolved. Yeah, they've brought those into continuity right now, right? Yeah, and, and, and they've barely ever mentioned them again. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they 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 do do that, and I'm not saying that he's in his black suit is a coincidence. I'm just saying this storyline, 
this is something that they've been wanting to do for a while. I disagree with it with, like, the very core of my being. <laughs> I think it's lazy writing on their part. Um, but Right, because, again, any writer that says that having a character married takes away the conflict. Oh, man, so much more conflict. <laughs> I mean, and we well, say this, honeys, in a really, you know, good, loving way. Uh, you know, but that's it. My, mine, conflict doesn't, makes my, it mine doesn't know how to use a computer, so... <laughs> Any, yeah. it, well, that's good. But any relationship has conflict if you know how to do it. I mean, Superman and Lois Lane mm-hmm. has had its moments. Oh, Lois Lane's going to get killed one of these days. Just what? watch. It'll what? happen. No, I mean, sometimes I... I don't know. I was thinking about that. I don't think so, because she's so much more iconic than uh, True, than but Mary wouldn't Jane that is. sell a lot of books? That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So, right, so the death of Lois Lane. Uh, actually, uh, I think, you know, essentially Brian Azzarello tried that when Jim Lee... Uh, or maybe it was Greg Rucka that wrote that. She got shot, and he heard her from halfway around the world. So there was a couple of issues where they thought sure. Lois yeah. was going to So she die. could never cheat on Superman either, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> He's got his <laughs> ear on her all look, the time. We saw Superman Returns. Dude, he floats outside the house and listens <laughs> <Right>. in. And <laughs> so she can't, even, she can't even flirt with other guys. No. He'll be there in a second. No, pretty much, Hello, Lois. Pretty much once she decided Who's she kind of liked him, it, it was all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, wow. I mean, if you go to Superman, go to Superman of Earth 2, he was willing to destroy an entire planet to keep, you know, to wow. keep her. So, uh, we got to teach this guy that there's other yeah. fish in the sea, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Laura Lamaris, for one. There you go. You, have a, you, have a you don't even get that one, do you? 15 you know, miles away from her. <laughs> the, the problem is, is that with Spider-Man, we're all of this... You know, when I was reading Spider-Man when I was a kid, Spider-Man had the same issues that I had. You know? Um, he was in high school... You know, he had trouble. Uh, I'm married know. to a supermodel, aren't you? Really? No, no. <laughs> I, you know. I mean, my good He had trouble painting. You know, as he got older, you know, got into college, he had trouble painting his bills. When I was in college, you know, I had the same, you know, had the same issues. Um, and Peter's grown, and you haven't. Well, no. Peter's married to a supermodel, and you know, I love my wife, but you know, come on, she's no Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> My wife is definitely a Mary Jane. My, my a Mary I, Jane. I uh, smoke a lot of Mary Jane. Does that count? Oh, okay. oh dear. Okay, yeah, I'm okay oh, with that. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, dear, like, like, like Rick can't edit that out. <laughs> but what I'm saying is... Oh, dear. But he won't edit that out. He's tired. No. <laughs> I can't... I don't identify with Peter Parker anymore. Okay. okay. Really? You don't so identify? The thing no, is, I understand your point. Right. And so, Casada and Straczynski have also made a similar point right. in interviews. So, the thing is, so what they're going to do is they're going to kill off his wife or put her in a coma, or make her become a supervillain or something to get rid of her. Become a supervillain. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's every man's gonna... nightmare. Because who knows how to get... She'd be worse than Venom. She'd be catwalked. She'd know all the weak spots. <laughs> She'd just be super mom. <laughs> and I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, so instead of writing a Peter Parker and giving him the same issues that we all have... Right. Dealing with unreasonable, crazy women... <laughs> Um, see, my, my wife doesn't run a computer, so I don't care. <laughs> Great. Um, no, instead of having to deal with that, you know, how to make a relationship work, the troubles that come in and being in a relationship, and having that be the background to his, you know, his adventures as Spider-Man, we get this perfect life that he has with these fake crises. Are these guys crises? married? Crises. Is Straczynski married? Is he? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. But mm, I don't know. I've never he is. Heard Kasada, I think, is married. No. So that's yeah, but why. That's why I find it. I think it's lazy writing. So instead of writing it, I mean, should they be writing it just for children? You know, I think maybe we got uh, Ultimate Spider-Man for that now. Um, and you don't write the black back in black thing for children. I mean, that's yeah. No. So so they're not writing for kids. They're writing for the guys who've been reading Spider-Man all along. Write me an intelligent character who's married, who has the same problems I do that I can identify with, who also happens to dress up like a spider and swings around and fights supervillains. Yeah. That's the story I want to read, and they seem incapable of giving that to me. Well, it's like I've been saying for the last few weeks. Marvel sells the event, not the story. So they put a name on it, back in black, okay? They're giving you just a little snippet of what, you know, is spo- who he's going to put on the costume, uh, and he's going to experience this loss. That's all they're really telling us. It's like, mm-hmm. give us more of a story, and maybe we'll, we can get behind it. But they're selling the event, and that's why I just feel like it's wrong. It's just unnecessary. But whatever. Marvel's making tons of money hand over fist. So uh, way to go, guys. Keep it up. And they will, indeed. Is that your new catchphrase? 
Way to go, guys. Keep it up. All right. Okay, well, all right. I've got a million of them, so keep them coming. <laughs> well, there's another one right there. Ooh, all right. Uh, you know, and one thing we, we've alluded to in the past few weeks, and I finally, uh, as Michael Goodson would say, I Zorlacked this. Zorlacked? I Zorlacked uh, <laughs> it. I uh, opened up a Infinite Crisis uh, hardcover and compared individual issues and all the changes, and uh, I, I sent out some things. Did you feel bamboozled? Uh, not, not necessarily bamboozled. There's I feel bamboozled. No, uh, that was just a new catchphrase. But Andy oh, does. Oh, okay. You feel bamboozled? Mm-hmm. Copyright. All right. Is there some ahead. sort of soft drink associated with that? Because I, I feel like it should be. Maybe. Uh, hmm. We have soft drinks? No. Anyway. Uh, Coming yeah, but, soon, the Fanboy Planet soft drink. But Andy okay. does feel bamboozled by this. The idea that you can go back and fix the things you decided you didn't like. Or whoever you is, the or was broken, wrong. It was wrong. Yeah, that the Infinite Crisis hardcover now implies very strongly, although editorially, uh, DC keeps saying, "No, no, no, we're not. That's not what we're saying." Implies very strongly that Earth Two is still out there. Uh, when Captain Adam reappeared in the Infinite Crisis individual issue, he said, what, what, "What's going on?" Now in the hardcover, he makes reference to what happened to that other Earth which is the Wildstorm universe, which he blew up and then reformed and is slowly being relaunched in a Worldstorm event from Wildstorm. Well, that was clever. <clears throat> yeah, so it was all tied in. But if the idea behind Infinite Crisis was that now you're stuck with one Earth and one universe, and yet clearly Captain Adam came from another, and you wanted to leave Earth 2 because everybody wants an Earth 2, I don't don't see a problem with that. Uh, but Andy was upset by the rewrites. Tell uh, me why you feel bamboozled. I feel bamboozled because what if I haven't read the hardcover? Exactly. And you know something. This is this is this is about as fanboyish as it gets. I actually. That's why we're here. I said this to a customer earlier today when we were discussing this. I said, if it's different, if the issues are different from the trade, then how do I know what really happened? And you know what? Okay, it's a comic book story. It didn't really happen. <laughs> Good. No, right. I, was, I wasn't going to correct you on that. Step but, one. <laughs> but the thing is. You know what, what? What really happened? How do we know? As we're reading the rest of the stories, how do we know? How yeah, which one do you really reference ha- back? Which one? Yeah. Which one do you count as canon? You know, the what most I mean? like, expensive one. No. Right. Bad. Right. Um, and I noticed well, one thing that I just hadn't caught because I think you and I may have talked about this. You're before, pointing at me. Before I am pointing at you, Rick. <laughs> I know that's why we got to vidcast this. Uh, is that one of the alternate Earths they show actually has the Kathy Lee Crosby Wonder Woman? Ah, uh, yes. And I didn't even notice that reading it through the first time, and I thought, oh, the you know, leotard, the nice little touch be. that was, yeah, just ridiculous. Okay, Kathy Lee Crosby, who's that? Oh yeah, I'm kidding. Did she play okay. Peter Pan? No, yeah. that was yes, she uh, did. Did she? Yeah. I think she may have been. I thought it was that was the gymnast, <laughs> Sandy Duncan, uh, Kathy Rigby. Kathy Rigby. That's I think that maybe who's that was the one. Yeah. Yes, but Kathy Lee Crosby was actually uh, Wonder Woman before Linda. No, Carter. yeah, I yeah. just was making a joke. She, she was also a, on uh, what was that show? People uh, are amazing uh, uh, or something? Or? Real people. No, 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 no. no. Um, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yes. She was the host of that. No, that was that other girl. No, it was Kathy Lee Crosby. The other girl was the host of Real People. That was that guy. Okay, yeah. You know, that guy who did that thing. In the, thing. In the Luke Cage movie? In the Luke Cage movie, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're not segueing yet. So, know. but, you know, my argument back to Andy, and, it's, and, and, and I'm not necessarily, because this is like the Civil, this is the Marvel's argument about Civil War, you know, why they let one artist be on it, because, you know, ten years from now we're going to be talking about Civil War. But my argument back to Andy was that, they, that people have revised and rewritten their work in their lifetime, well, Stephen King went back and did the expanded version of The Stand. He redid the first part of Dark Tower. He did, redid a, did a big rewrite on that. What? Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. Not you to need go to go back, back and, and reread oh, it. Damn it. So you uh, don't know what happened? I don't know Whoa. what really happened. What he did was he went back and fixed a bunch of continuity uh, things that mm-hmm. he exposed and, in later books. And Charles Dickens went back, revised in his day. Uh, Jane Austen. I mean, you've got to bring in the English teacher stuff. But, I mean, it's been going on historically. And for uh, the Enron guys. J.K. Rowling. She mm-hmm. redid Harry the Republican Party, and let me point out something though. Oh, I forgot you were gay for Republicans. Go ahead. Yes. Dickens <laughs> is not comic what? books. I don't care what Dickens, no, Dickens rewrote. Is really close to comic. <laughs> books. No, but he makes a good no, point. Though. I don't care what Dickens rewrote. I don't care that Lucas went back and redid Star Wars. Oh, damn it! I do. Anyway, what I care about is I don't know what happened in Infinite Crisis now because I haven't read the hardcover. I understand. And there are just a few you know, if, changes. If but yes. I don't have 
the thirty bucks to go out and buy my Infinite Crisis twenty five, twenty five hard earned dollars. That's a steal. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's actually a good price for yeah. hardback. I got to say yeah, that. Not bad. And uh, DC, it, no, DC's DC's hardbacks generally are really well priced. Um, and really well produced. I mean, it's a beautiful book. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, people. No, but DC. he makes a good point, though. He's like, say, okay, with comics, like Dickens, it's a one-shot story or whatever. Maybe it's a collection, but it ends there. Comics have an ongoing continuity that rely on referencing back. Ongoing you know, in cert- quotes. Right. Well, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So Andy's right. It's like... You know, how do you know what really happened if you're reading these books? And then you they can't close caption this. You can't describe this for the see, for the blind. You can. <laughs> I got no problem with retconning it. Mm-hmm. I've got no problem with, you know, I, it's the rewriting part. They could have gone back. They could have put out another issue. What did you say? That Adam came back and said something different. They could have gone back, had somebody else from another perspective witness that scene, right. and heard it differently. You mean just the way all the in, the uh, Civil War? Issues yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and I, I wouldn't have been had, had a noise. Which is something yeah. that I, I like. Jeff Loeb did that with his going back in time with the uh, Hulk Gray miniseries, where there's a battle with Iron Man, and the whole thing is being told as Bruce Banner uh, in a therapy session with Doc Samson. Mm-hmm. And Doc Samson says, "The first night the Hulk appeared." Uh, there is no record of you. You didn't meet Iron Man. He goes, yeah, who told the government about my first night? Tony Stark. And you think he was going to include, and by the way, the Hulk kicked my ass. (laughs) And (laughs) it was like totally opened up so that, yes, everything we've read could be from the perspective of a different character. See what you're saying is... That doesn't bother me. Yeah. And, you know, what bothers me is they just changed it. They just they they just changed it. And have they have they promoted it too? As no no. In fact, yeah. they're so really they're sneaking trying, it under our noses. They're sneaking it under, and they've tried to. And that's really, shame on you, DC. They've really tried to downplay that. They've really tried to downplay that and say like, well, they were just trying to clarify a couple of points. Now, our our very own occasional contributor Troy Benson actually, I emailed one change to him, and he he wrote back. He says he wants to take credit for this because uh, he wrote a whole column about some about Superman of Earth two asking. Uh, Bat, or Batman asking Superman of Earth two, you know, is the is the Dick Grayson on your world better than mine? Better? Oh, I think I and, replied to that. And uh, and and uh, I thought it was Jason Shackett. Didn't Shackett write that? Or no, no, Troy Benson did. Oh, okay. And, and uh, he answered back, and Superman says says no. And so Troy interpreted that to mean that it was like this whole thing that. Bruce Wayne just can't give Dick Grayson a break, can't give break. And now it says, "You say our world is corrupt. Is the Dick Grayson is is my the Dick Grayson on my Earth a corrupt version of yours?" And he says, "No." So it's like very clearly, you know, reversing. And then it later comes back that Superman of Earth Two says that to Alexander Luther and Superboy of Earth Prime. No, their Dick Grayson's better. And then you've got sort of this. And he became Nightwing and all that. And it's like you sort of got that and rereading it now, knowing that Dan DiDio wanted Nightwing to die at the end of Infinite Crisis. And he lived. And now in Nightwing, that's the monitors keep showing up and going, you should have died. You should have died. And <laughs> he's like freaking out, and, you know, that it adds some kind of weight to it. But why do so many people want to kill Dick Grayson? Like, he's just, he's like one of those great characters that gets no he's respect. A yeah. He gets no respect. He gets, it, I love Nightwing. Come on. Bad writing. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Great one year later it was was really you know the, when it first came back with Bruce Jones writing it that was that was really bad. I like to use the word banal, common, okay. boring. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes in context. <laughs> sometimes, but why push it? But another thing. So you know the thing with him in a crisis now. I, I wonder if Civil War is going to go back and Civil War is going to rewrite in the heart. Marvel's going to write a hardcover that changes. Oh yeah, why it, not? It changes. Why not? Well, you know what? Well, what Civil War could do is <laughs> all they have to do is put. Everything together that they've been supplementing and put it into a nice trade, a huge omnibus. and then it then it'll tell the actual story you were supposed to read. But you know, no, they won't, man. I've I've the, the issue of Fantastic Four that comes out today is another attempt to make Civil War make sense. Um, it has the third or fourth explanation of why Reed Richards is acting out of character. Um, the Purple Man. Oh. And it's like without these supplemental books, mm-hmm. Civil War doesn't make sense. Um, they're trying their damnedest to help. And and as a retailer, oh. I have a question. You are the retailer, not me. But as a retailer, I overheard, or Steve told me this yesterday, that this bookend thing by Bendis <laughs> yeah. 
isn't even solicited. It comes out in February, right? Yeah, they just called us up yesterday and said, <laughs> oh, do you want this? So Diamond's actually calling and saying, or is it Marvel that called him? No, it was Diamond. Diamond's calling on behalf of Marvel saying, they're rushing. I mean, you talk about a distributor, you know, bending out, well, because Marvel's the biggest game in town. Yeah. So no matter what the rules are, Marvel can break the rules and ha- and say, that whole soliciting and making your orders two months or three months in yeah. advance, uh, we've got a book we want you to have three weeks right now. Go. Well, because it's holding up all the other books. If they don't get it out, kills well, this all is, the continuity. This, is, this, this is. week's Deadpool actually actually uh, makes reference to that. The first page says that like Deadpool's arguing with an editor at Marvel, and she's talking in different tenses. He goes, "Why do you switch tenses?" She goes, "Because we don't know how far Civil War will be delivered by the time this issue comes out." <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just don't think you know war is good for any reason. But what is it good for? I, nothing. No, absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. And, and you know what? And you, you guys are enter so, the fray for this. So wrong. DC's, You're telling me war is good for nothing? No, it's good for sales because DC's entering the fray. It was announced last week. Fifty-two. After my bragging about it. man, DC can tell this whole fifty-two event in one weekly book, and it's really cool. And they haven't had to go to outside specials. We were all there. Well, I just had to eat crow because they well, announced. We all do it. We they had do. to announce that with week fifty, World War Three. Boy, and I hope the real World War Three doesn't happen before this because that's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> awkward. But, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> but uh, that uh, World War Three is going to ha- hit week fifty, and. It's too big to be told in one issue of 52, so there will be four issues of World War Three that come out on the same day. Okay, how can you be in yes. this? Yes. How can you be in the DC Universe Is it and have the- anything called World War Three After Invasion, after Our World's at War, after oh, Crisis. World's. War. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, World so, War Three. these people are, like, like World War Nine by now. Okay, yes. The war is going to take place in one week? Not a very long it's a, war. It's, it's a, a pretty World f- War Three. Too big for one twenty-page. It's a pretty book. fast and devastating. But do you think about it? In hey, terms wasn't of, there like in a terms of infinite? I mean, an infinite crisis. Basically, the attack of the super of the secret society of supervillains on Metropolis was one night. They make reference afterwards. There have been been events like the first issue of Fifty Two says something about they don't trust superheroes because of that one night <laughs> where basically all the villains came out and all the heroes came out and kicked their butts. So really, now that you put it in that those perspe- that perspective, um, I'm thinking, well, this has already sort of happened. But uh, but the World War Three event is two issues by Keith Champagne. So uh, looks like tonight we're not going to get Keith calling in, but he uh, will. I hope we miss him though. Call uh, we can call him next week when we can get this started a little earlier and we can talk about World War Three. And two issues are written by John Ostrand. And we'll be we'll be polite to Keith, won't we? We've We're going to be great. Andy. No, Andy was very polite. And then the week after, we get like uh, Keith Franzia. I like to call Keith. in. Who's Keith Franzia? Keith Franzia, Franzia. the other writer. Um, Cheap champagne. Oh, oh, I get it. In a box. <laughs> Thanks for being there, buddy. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I'm ashamed I knew. <laughs> the other two. I'm drawing on high school. Here. My, my family knows the Franzias, too. That's really oh, frightening. See, here's um, wine in a box. <laughs> the, here's the problem I have with that, just that whole concept is, mm-hmm. So I'm reading the the I read the one year later's, and there was very few mysteries in the one year later's. Like, oh well, how did that happen? And if there were, I've long forgotten what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, if something happened at the end of fifty two, what does it matter? Because I'm now a year into the uh, later into the storyline, and I'm gonna go. There with doesn't some, seem to be any effects yeah. going on except for you know. I guess the the one big mystery is is Aquaman. <laughs> Uh, how did uh, what happened to Aquaman? How um, did he get that way? And I haven't seen any of the people in space. I haven't seen any of them actually show up. Yeah, on right, Earth. We don't know what's going on. They haven't made an appearance. But it isn't an opportunity to do collections of books that have come and gone, and you didn't pick up in the meantime, and then. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying there doesn't seem whatever came out of Fifty Two. I'm not seeing the effects in the regular books. Yeah, there are uh, very few. There's something and something about World War Three. And I'm assuming it's World War Three that they've mentioned this in Supergirl and Legion of Superheroes. They made reference in Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. The Owens and the Dominators keep saying, "Remember the '52," and uh, so that there's something at the end of it that has had a I see. cosmic. So 
it just it just hit me. So the the World War Three is happening in a fifty two continuity, yes. which puts it before one year later. Yes. So you got a right. year's worth of comics that don't mention World War Three. Uh, Justice Society has been mentioning it. So okay. if you have. Very vaguely. Uh, very vague. No, yeah. no, actually, Maybe it was a uh, secret no, war. No, I think J- the beginning Ooh. of JSA 2 says, uh, JSA 1 said, you know. Maybe it was Secret War 3. The secret War 3. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but see, here's the thing. Let's say it was something huge and earth-shattering, and it, it shook the very pillars of our foundation. Kind of like an infinite crisis. However, well, but that may be why at the beginning of 52, I can't believe I'm defending this, uh, but I should, you know, it is why at the beginning of 52, no one trusts the superheroes. That's what they said. Why Lex Luthor is welcomed with open arms with his Everyman project because now Lex Luthor is giving the powers to anybody instead of it is it is perceived at the end of Fifty Two that the superheroes are elitist. You mean wait, at wait, the wait, end wait, of wait, Infinite wait. Crisis? Wait. You mean at the, no? At the end of at, at the end of Fifty Two, the oh, Everyman no, no, project no, was I'm already sorry, good. You're right. You're, yeah. you're yeah. kind no, of just I've screwed. Just, you're wrong for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, totally. Oh my gosh! Don't no. jump on Derek. No, it's, it's fair enough. It's good. <laughs> yeah, he, well, it's good. I totally deserve that. Would he not be on top? I totally deserve that. You checked him. You checked him. Absolutely. But. Damn it! <laughs> so, so look at if there was this huge. I can't defend it. Okay, if there was ahead. this huge earth-shattering event that happens at the end of. 52, Why isn't anybody talking about it? No. Um, apparently, the DC universe seems to be running along just fine. Afterwards, yeah. no one seems. I mean, it's like there's characters that don't seem to be missing, and if they are missing, no one's saying like, "Guy, you know Where's what?" Ralph. Yeah. Well, Ralph yeah, no memorial. So, Where's Black Adam? But see, but nobody's mentioning Where's it. Where's Animal Man? <laughs> see, nobody, that's the thing. Nobody's mentioning it. It doesn't seem to have affected anybody. It's like, well, maybe it's not supposed to be that big. It's only happening in, what, two issues? It's World War Three. But it's in two issues they're going to do this? And then uh, some four, ancillary five. books? Yeah, so five comics total. World War Three. World War III. Well, maybe it's meant to be... Thinking what's bigger a than title, it really is. A title, yeah, a title may be hyperbole because what Keith has told me. Maybe it's an inner struggle. In email, and in, I, he also gave an interview on Newsarama. But, say, you know, he told Our me, interview will be better because I'm going to ask him how hard it is to breathe inside that man. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Anyway, that, uh, you know, like. Uh, that in the division of labor, and it's hard as a writer because he's, he's that's, the, that's the stick. I'm going to act like he's Champagne is Iron Man. Okay. You guys do the rest of the interview. I will act like he's Iron Man. Of course, now he listens to the podcast, so he'll know that you're Champagne's going. not calling next week, is he? <laughs> no, thanks. Don't worry, I, I got Keith Franzia on the, the speed dial. He does listen. He got an iPod for Christmas, and he emailed me and said, "I've been listening to the podcast, and when did you mention Green Lantern Corps, man? I got to hear that." So, uh, yeah, he's he's. He doesn't. Cool. He doesn't say it like that. Keith's got a much deeper voice than I do. Uh, so wait, he's in the DC universe. So that doesn't really fit. No, it doesn't at all. Um, maybe it's a rocket <laughs> no, but red it makes helmet. You sound really good. But you know yeah. what? Speaking of Iron Man, I've heard some interesting news. Were we done? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you moved this show, right? I'm going to go. I'm ba- trying to segue, baby. I'm going to go back to Civil War because okay. the, because there's something coming up next week, and we can actually see him on top of the game. I know I'm the one who read the book, but you guys can. Talk about this, uh, again, the mixed-up continuity, that alongside Civil War, there's been this event we kind of forgot about, House of M, which led into Son of M, which has been picked up by X-Factor, that Quicksilver had stolen the Terrigen crystals, which mists. created... The, no, 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 crystals. crystals they create the mess. Crystals create the mist. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Terrigen mix. Um, Did he put Terrigen crystals in his Terragon. coffee? Or, oh, he put Terragon crystals. Okay. No, he 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 yeah. Yeah. He the, he Your coffee's been replaced with Terrigen crystals. Yes, the crystals release the mist. The mist and uh, we, he's been restoring, uh, mm, over-amping uh, mutants' powers. But apparently, uh, at the end of Son of M, the, uh, the U.S. Is that government... like Son of the Mask? Son of M? What is... Son of Magneto. No, oh, uh, Son you. of okay. M was actually really good. Son, of, Son of the Mask, blue. Okay. Uh, so, um, sorry, go ahead. It's a low point in many people's careers. I didn't think Son of M was strangely really enough. Good. Strangely enough, uh, high point for Jamie Kennedy, but uh, low point for everybody else. That uh, Son of M, I oh. thought it was. I thought it was decently written, very very low key book. But uh, at the end of it, the U.S. government got a hold of the Terrigen crystals, and now uh, the Inhumans, as a result, declared war on humanity. Uh-oh. Quietly, nobody's really noticed this. So no. next week comes. It's a land war between the moon and comes, the earth. <laughs> comes silent. Send in the troops. Silent war. Keep going. 
<laughs> in which in which the Inhumans launched their first attack. And you know it has to be a silent war because of Black Bolt says in Exactly, thing. as anybody Woo! who read the Illuminati said, yeah. uh, when they go to, I love that scene, i got to say. Yeah. Bendis, what a great writer. Medusa just informed me of that in the uh, Ultimate Alliance game. Very nice. Black Bolt can't speak. Yeah, and then of course the first thing I do immediately run over there and try and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says, "She says don't try and talk to Black Bolt because one sound out of his voice could destroy the earth." But are you playing as Deadpool? <laughs> and my television no. exploded. Oh. Black Bolt. I, I ran over. I ran over there. I tried to talk to. Him. All the looks on our eyes as soon as Andy said, "Medusa just told me that." We all looked at him like, <laughs> "Oh no!" Finish the sentence. <laughs> Please. Oh, let in the game. More. Let there be more. Is in she still game. here, Andy? <laughs> She talks to me I every like night. I like her hair. I like her hair. Uh, yeah, so they launched their first attack. And there's no... The Fantastic Four is completely <coughs> together. Now, what were you saying about Black Bolt, though? You said that recently... If he talks, he'd... Oh, in, in, no, no, I know in, in, in the Illuminati. They Venice. said, like, they go to the Scroll throne world and they say, Oh, puny humans, no, we're not going to fall for your threats. And then Reed Richards turns to Black Bolt and says... Well, what do you have to say about that, Black Bolt? <laughs> the next panel is the ship exploding. Uh, like that's awesome. That's fanboy goodness. Yeah. That's why we read. So he does cheap te- thrills. Talk sometimes. He has spoken in the oh, past. He did it to open up the uh, when the first Fantastic Four series when they were in the uh, the human no, the dome whatever they dome call the dome city. The he spoke to break the dome to get oh. it, get out of that. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, he just whispered. Did he say like, Shazbot! Or something like that. <laughs> Shazam! They put, they put all the humans down in the bunkers underneath ground. He got up to the wall and he just he, whispered. He whispered mm. Louise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! Wow. What's that from? Whisper Louise. It's an old song. Maurice Chevalier. Oh. Wow. Birds in the trees seem to Twitter Louise. This may be the only positive huh? reference to something French Andy will ever make. Okay. So. And if my ex-girlfriend's listening, he was and talking about you, honey. Sorry. Uh, okay, long, go ahead. Yeah, yeah okay. he was. What? He had some mojo back You in the day. son of a... <laughs> 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 Alright, so speaking of whores... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Moving on. No. Let's go to... Uh, you know, last week I got to uh, interview the guy that's voicing Invincible Iron Man, and one of the questions that Lon asked me was like, what's it feel like to play such a jerk? And of course the guy wouldn't understand that. But in the live-action world of Iron Man, the live-action film, there's been some movements. Let's go to Marvel movies. And yes, let's go to Marvel movies. <laughs> this just in. Then Avi Arad thinks he's Walt Disney. Oh. Yes, uh, just in news, fanboy news today, all over the internet. Making rumors. I, have they confirmed the rumors? I thought it was confirmed. Variety printed it. So Variety it must printed be it, true. must be true. That <laughs> Apple's mother... Is going to be playing Pepper, Pepper. Potts, <laughs> but uh, for those of you who don't know, that's Gwyneth Paltrow, Oscar winner. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Angela Lansbury. No, Potts? actually, no? that's uh, Iron. She wrote, <laughs> okay. but anyways, um, <laughs> basically, which which by the way was uh, a lot of chunk of those episodes were written by Jay Michael Straczynski. Fantastic. Back away from the mic. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I have a little trepidation. Is that the right word, English That's teacher? It could be. He's over-modulating. I, have a little, I always do. I have a little trepidation about putting an speaker. Oscar winner in <laughs> such a small supporting role like a Pepper Potts. So, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts, thoughts? Well, in terms of the way these movies, way a film would work with this, is that is Pepper Potts really going to be a small... No, role. not if they put an Oscar winner in the role. So Pepper Potts is now the supporting but female she's the role. Only, but she's the only female character you could associate with. Right, with this but what Iron about? Well, what yeah. about the? I guess so. Now he's got no. He won't have a love interest. I mean, or is Pepper she Potts would be the love be, interest? But was she ever the love interest in the comics? Someone who's a bigger Iron Man fan. Could someone speak up here? <laughs> yeah. well, Iron Man fan? Anyone? Anyone? Iron Man fan? Uh-huh. All right. They what about it? They actually said in the story that there would oh, be a love wait. interest. We have a store like customer coming, coming okay, closer, come to closer to the mic. Hey, what, Identify what, yourself uh, for tax what purposes. What story? Which story? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Identify the, yourself, please. Uh, this is Sean Cleveland. And where, where are you from, Sean? Uh, Santa Cruz. Mountains. Santa Cruz. You come a ways. Yes. <laughs> to fanboy, you shop at Fanboy Planet all the time? Of course. Excellent. So you have some news, some uh, well, I was reading, Iron Man history. I was history. reading this story up today, today on, I think it's sci-fi.com. Uh, they get their sci-fi wire, mm-hmm. and they said that there was some sort of a romance that is behind the scenes between the two characters. There's well, always that, been so tension. Probably push that. That makes sense. But what I'm asking is, anybody in the yeah in the in comic continuity book, in the continuity well, of the comic book in they, comics, Tony's 
he's bad at everybody. He's a playboy. Tony Stark makes you feel he's a cool exec with a heart of steel. But in comics, Pepper Pot is a supporting character. Yeah, a small character. She was the Money Penny character. She's the secretary. But interestingly enough, in the animated film, she's actually British. Well, she, yeah, yeah, and she's also British pl- voice. She's we were playing kind of like school marmy too. We can just we, we didn't say thank you, thank you for thank your you, contributions. And welcome. Yes, we, we enjoy having customers join yeah, in. Yeah, we can just call out, ask information in this place. That's why people should come down for the podcast. Iron Man expert, the smartest clientele in comicdom. Oh, that's right. Any of you guys want to put your customers up against mine? You just feel free to do so. Hell yeah! Radio show too. Oh well. Well, here we go. Computers, call geeks. Geekspeak. Oh, okay, geekspeak.com? Dot .org. .org. Geekspeak.org. So there we go. We cross-promoted a little bit. That's excellent. That's there fantastic. I mention you guys on Geekspeak now. Fantastic. Awesome. There Fanboy we go. Fanboyplanet.com. Awesome. We have, awesome. A, we have a song, though. <laughs> and I'm a sure catchphrase. Geekspeak does, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so there we go. So back to that. Okay, here's my issue with that. Okay, so in the, in the comics... Okay, here's the problem with putting an Oscar winner in a small role of Pepper Potts. She's not going to be happy with two lines in the movie. She's going to have to have a bigger supporting, ongoing role, which to me ruin, is going to ruin the movie in a sense that now you have to, instead of being about Iron Man and Tony Stark... You don't think Iron Man's going to be a player? Uh, you know, the thing is, is to have him go after the marmy secretary doesn't make him look like a player. He's got to go after the hot supermodels the you know, and all the storylines he's but always But he going. does that through the whole movie, but he still looks longingly at her. Yeah, Which I don't know. Which is sort of what you know, Moneypenny thought Bond was doing. Okay, now. but let me ask you this. Is that what you want to see in yeah. an Iron Man movie? James, James Bond didn't love Moneypenny? Well, he did love her. Like oh, mother. we have another comment from... Okay. Yes, come Speaking. on in. They will make Pepper Potts integral to the story. Maybe she will be kidnapped. Mm. We'll have to find her. She's important to him. She'll become Iron Maiden. Something will happen when yeah. get more time. Because which which I think is dumb. Maiden. I think that's a dumb... I mean, they'll probably do that, but I mean, why? Pepper Potts? Is that... Can uh, you, can't you, know, you tell an Iron Man story without Pepper Potts? No, yes. they can't tell an Iron Man story without Pepper Potts. This is why they can't tell a Batman story without the girl finding out who Batman is. Um, oh, maybe they'll run it just like that. Like, th- oh my God, you're Iron Man? I'll never uh, tell. To be fair, I think that Batman and Robin... Uh, no one found out. Well, I guess Batgirl did. Dang it! So there goes my theory in that. Yeah, you um, suck. That's because I think the. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 but here's but here's where I reference. Didn't he have a girlfriend? But his girlfriend was Julie Madison in that movie. She never found out that he was, was Batman. Who was Julie Madison? It was the supermodel. I thought it was Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson was, oh, okay, was yeah. Julie Madison. But here's okay. Batman's first. Girlfriend. Remember the Punisher movie with Tom Jane, right? I they put. You remember that? They movie. put John Travolta in the lead as the the bad guy. And, of course, the bad guy character, not necessarily that important to the story, but the fact that you've got John Travolta playing the bad mm-hmm. guy, you've got to give him half the screen time. And the comic book movies have become like being a villain on the old 60s Batman TV show. Everybody suddenly wants to be this because we've got, uh, you know, so Gwyneth Paltrow's here. You've got Terrence Howard playing Rhodey. Uh, now, he's not won an Oscar, but he certainly last he was, uh, he was he nominated. nominated. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was nominated. Right. Let's not forget that. He's, you said Rhodey? Rhodey, Jim, Jim, Jim Rose. Rose. Jim Rhodey. Rhodey. That's his nickname, Rhodey. Rhodey, uh, War Machine. And, yeah. I don't remember the name. Oh, no, really? He's, he's always no. been referenced as Rhodey. Rhodey. Yeah, yeah that's, his, okay. that's his nickname. Yeah, right? I think they should put Don Cheadle in it. Okay, see, there you go. Yeah. Don Cheadle would be uh, very good. Another, But then another high-caliber actor. It's like, we got we to gotta sit. Okay, first of all, we have to stop for a second and go, wait a minute, fanboys. We're watching Iron Man, okay? It's like, what do we want more? Do we want the awesome acting in between? Or do we want to see Iron Man, people in armor, punching each other through buildings and flying around shooting laser beams? Would you agree with me on this? Lon and I watched the the animated film last week, and we agree that the actual story is nowhere near as fun, nowhere near as fun, as watching... The actual the fighting and the action. The fighting, the action okay. is really well done. They go into CG. You know, they put them up against the elementals. They're fun fight scenes. It's like, yeah, and I'm going. That's to, what we always wanted to see, and that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know what? How how much of a film can that actually carry? No, I, I tell you, you got to have. But I think maybe. I mean, we all, always we've been always complaining about this movie was all style, no substance. You know, where's the characterization? Give me some people that can act in this movie. Correct me Give if I'm wrong. On on Lon is what Derek I, just stepped on me. By I the way. did. Okay, <laughs> is all I'm I saying is I think what Lon is is saying is that we don't need all these Oscar nominees or Oscar winners. We don't need another hero. We do. 
God knows. See, do. I disagree. Why not have some good actors in it? I mean, if, if because then it's going to the focus is. I stepped on Andy too, but the focus is. <laughs> He's like a little ant. Let us smush him. No, under but I'm just. I'm, I'm responding here. The, the focus is supposed to be about Iron Man. Okay, and yes, we want. I mean, yes, uh, you can't tell an Iron Man story about Tony Stark, but. Just like the Spider-Man movies, yeah, they were good movies, but they had so much Peter Parker. I wanted to see more Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So uh, I, see, think I disagree. I disagree totally. Preach, without, brother. Without the Peter Parker parts in there, it doesn't make the Spider-Man parts as important. When Spider-Man got beat up on that train by Doc Ock, and those people stood up in front of him, we cared not because he was Spider-Man. We cared because he was Peter Parker. We knew. Uh, we we felt. For no, him I at think that we point. cared because he was Jesus, and they carried him out like he was yeah, on he a did. cross. Yeah, he did. Sure, that was a little. And that uh, was a little that. weird. <laughs> I cried at that part. Yeah. No, actually, it was the battle. Whatever, Weepy McWeeperson. Yes! <laughs> I passed on the title! No, because yours is more recent. Damn it. <laughs> Dude, if you cry at Ghost Rider. Oh, you're... God. <laughs> hey, man, he was going to give up a lot. his head lit okay, up. So yeah, there's another one with, uh, with high profile. I mean, Nicolas Cage, we may mock him, but he has an Oscar. You've got Wes Bentley, who apparently uh, was going to play Luke Cage at one point in Rick's mind. No, 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 I never got that far. <laughs> um, but Wes Bentley is like renowned as this really, really picky actor. Edgy alt actor. After yeah, edgy alt actor after having been in American Beauty and Oscar nominated, uh, Oscar winning film, wasn't it? It was Best Oscar picture. winning film. Yeah. Um, now he's going to be playing. Stilt now he's Man. Blackheart. He's Not Black. Stilt he's Man. Blackheart. You've got Peter Fonda as Mephisto. So uh, he was in what was it Easy Rider? Easy oh, dude, Rider. he was in a movie called The Trip where he took acid and yes, uh, oh, yes, man, we yes. Don't, don't need to go down Peter Fonda's filmography. <laughs> he's on the orange. Awesome. And he's, I can see the life dripping down my arm. Oh yes. yeah, yes, and uh, you know, and then we go back Not to Terrence Howard. You know, again, I think that was where you were saying that Terrence Howard was actually attached to be Luke Cage's arch enemy. The name of that such said arch enemy escapes Black all of us. Diamond, no, I'm pretty sure let's, they Let's ask some of the Fanboy Black. Planet Diamondback uh, customers. Diamondback. Diamondback. Uh, Luke Cage fans? Any hey, Luke, Luke Cage fans in here? Sean? Luke. Any clue? No, no. Oh, but man, you got, I tell you what, Sean, just so you know, you got a house of mystery question? He's my man. Sean knows? All right. He has some of the finest, he has some of the finest 70s horror from D.C., uh, comics that I've ever seen. I've got to say the best of the most obscure references that DC has pulled out in the last year is the guy who took over the bar in Shadow Pact uh-huh. was in a house of, was actually in the Brave and the Bold where Batman met the House of Mystery. It's a basically a kid with flippers and it's a kid that Batman oh, saved. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, my baby. <laughs> yeah, my baby. And now that guy snuck into into the interdimensional bar, the magical bar while the Shadow Pact was stuck in this dome. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe they pulled that character that into That was a continuity. weird run of ba- Brave and the Bold. Yeah. That, uh, so, 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 Lon? Great time. Yes. Yeah. X-Men without Ian McClellan. Wait, wait, say again? X-Men, X-Men without Ian McClellan. That would be Sir Ian McKellen. Um, Bubba. I, I, you know, I, he brought a lot to it in the first one, maybe. Definitely not in the last. I mean, I think any of those characters. No, I, didn't, I haven't seen the third one. Any of those characters with a suitable actor could have pulled it off. I think you could uh, have made a good X Men movie with a bunch of no names if you had. I mean, I thought, what's his name? A uh, singer. Singer could Brian do a singer. lot with that. And I mean, well, you know, okay, I'm not saying that you can't. Make singer a movie. put Kevin Spacey in Superman Returns too, and so he's an Oscar. He's a two time Oscar winner. Haven't, haven't seen it. I yet. didn't think he was that fantastic. No. So, but what I'm saying is, made a great Lex Luthor. Okay. So, you don't need these actors. Okay, Ian McKellen, the- let me respond real fast before I forget. Ian McKellen in X-Men, the whole movie was about X-Men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why it worked, because we're talking about these stories and their powers and everything else. Now, when you have a dual identity character, like a Spider-Man or an Iron Man, then I think it takes away from the character. So that maybe is why Ian McKellen worked in X-Men, because he never had to put on the costume to become Magneto. He was always Magneto through that whole movie. So that's why I think okay. it worked for And it's a different kind of property, as you're saying. It's a different kind of character. Mm-hmm. You can't... I mean, one of the things with Spider-Man, too, is is a, a mistake made in the first Spider-Man, and no pun intended there, between two and one, but the, it was that you realize that any scene with the mask on... There's like one scene between Green Goblin and Spider-Man talking, and it could be anybody under sure. those masks. Right. And both actors, Willem Dafoe and Tobey Maguire, realized... 
duh, it could have been anybody under those masks. But that's where these movies always go wrong, because these actors oh, need face time, and these actors need to act. Mm-hmm. Then there always has to be some part of the story where their See, mask gets Begins? ripped off. Tell me, how did you feel about that balance of Batman I love Begins? Batman Begins, but it's only... Oh, we're finding some information out. Diamondback. Okay, he found it. He's uh, he's pulled off the the internet movie database. Fantastic! There. This wow. man is a man he's of technology. Well, he's got so, a lot of technology. Wait a minute. Is that a blueberry? No, so it's a Q. We go. Uh, my my point. My point was this: we don't need them in the movie. Okay, they can be in the movie if the director and I feel that Sam Raimi kept. Um, you know the the dot octopus. The guy was Alfred the, Molina. Yes, Molina. Um, I felt that he made that work with those actors, and he made the Peter Parker stuff work. If John Favreau is the director is of the Favreau Iron Man, is the director, yeah. if John Favreau is committed to telling a good, solid story, um, I think he can put Gwyneth Paltrow in here, and we have a good story. It's going to be how committed the director is is to telling what type of story. You know, if we're just going to get a special effects, you know, Independence Day kind of thing. Um, do we need Gwyneth Paltrow in it? No. But if you're going to want me to care about the Iron Man character, you got to give me something about the Iron Man character to care about. I mean, he's got to have... S- well, the, the first couple of stories of Iron Man were very personal stories. It was all about him and his, you know, the heart problem and the and we, and magnets we, and, and running out of electricity. And we do also approach these things from we are fanboys. So we already have some consciousness. And like I said, it was like Ghost Rider. You know, who's Flaming Head Guy? Right. And you say yeah, Iron right. Man, the general, people public, know the general public needs something. Uh, I think it was uh, Stephen Grant that wrote us, uh, in his column a few weeks ago about Spider-Man 3. said so the implication from the trailer very strongly is the Sandman uh, killed Uncle Ben. That, and that's uh, what they, that's no spoiler. That's what it actually says, like, this is the man we believe is actually responsible for the death of your uncle. And I saw the guy that killed his uncle. Right. Well, but you didn't see him do it. So there's the oh, implication that he's changing what happened. Yeah, yes. it might. <laughs> Maybe not. It could be a mistake, and it could just right. be a motivating factor to get him to fight with him. Right. And then later, but they find the thing, a but real what guy. Steve, I think it was Stephen Grant who wrote this, or it may have been Eric Larson, and because he runs a column on uh, writes a column on comic. The guy with the creepy smile. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Uh, not if that keeps him from being a guest on this show someday. I love Eric Larson. I love Eric Larson. I love but, creepy. But he made, but he made this really. Whichever one of those two it was, made the good point that for the general audience, as soon as you, as the audience grasps, whoops, this might be the guy that you know Peter Parker thought it was all over. He had put that behind him. For us, we read comics because we believe that you become a superhero because it's the right thing to do. Most people would either sit at home and go and just sit there, or they think, hmm, I could become a supervillain. You know, I mean, it's just kind of, it's an easy temptation. To get the audience to have a stake in it is they've got to get, oh, why would Spider-Man go after Sandman? Because this is the guy. Why did the Joker okay, but see, turn out to be in the Tim Burton movie, the guy that killed Batman's right. parents? But here, it's, so that, to me, it's all in the execution, though. You asked me what I thought of Batman Begins. Now, Batman Begins doesn't have a lot of Batman in costume in it. However, it picks up the story before... It doesn't start in your normal A to B to C. It starts already in his training. Then we go flashback and find out what pushed him to this and what you know motivates him in there. And then, so it's kind of told out of context, and it makes it a little more interesting. So I guess my whole thing is, is it, it all comes down to execution. Okay. So I mean, and then that jives into my point, which is the same thing I'm saying. It all comes down to execution. Put Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie, execute it well. I got a good movie. Mm-hmm. Put Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie, execute it bad. I got a bad movie. Right. Well, I mean, it's not just. I'm right? the thing is, I'm thinking when you put an Oscar winner in a supporting role, you get that's already part of the execution because you're already going to see they're not going to keep. An, an Oscar winner to a smaller role. So now we're seeing, okay, Pepper Potts is going to have a bigger role than we thought. Well, how do you, and but what if the we don't know for written, sure. We don't know for sure. Maybe she doesn't. I mean, maybe she and, doesn't. And you know, right. We don't know because maybe this is just, you know. Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow is the biggest Iron Man fan in the world. And we Especially just, <laughs> in that fact. In which case then Chris Martin, her husband, one of the luckiest men on the face of the planet to have. Well, know, they did name their kid Apple. So uh, that go. makes her an Iron Man fan. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying that's how kooky they are. Maybe so you never did, know. Maybe she did really want to name and her, her little brother iPod. Uh, <laughs> no, they did have another kid. When they name her, like, or it was another Pepper Potts. I think it was Happy Hogan. Was uh, the oh my one. goodness, 
right. Have uh, we cast Happy Hogan, Hogan yet? Uh, there's been no reference to Happy Hogan. Who yet. would we cast? Isn't is Happy Hogan? dead? He so. might be in the. Oh, is it, I think in the comics he's dead. But yeah, they just killed him. <gasps> but in the uh, no happy in no the movie, you start over. I would say uh, I don't know. Clint Eastwood, John Leguizamo, John Not Leguizamo, enough. fantastic. <laughs> in what? Fantastic. No, you can't put him in a comic movie. It'll we casting? And you, maybe you guys can happy answer Hogan. a true question thing. In Red Dawn, are they Wildcats? They're it? Wolverines. Wolverines. That's it. Yeah. Uh, John dare you? I've never seen Red Dawn, but at the but uh, John Leguizamo was yes. just on on My Name Is Earl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And at the end. <laughs> and I turned to my wife and I said, I think, is that Red Dawn? Did you see that? And she goes, yeah. I don't know. It's totally like, Red Dawn. I saw Red Dawn once, but that's totally definitely. Funny. Okay. Oh, I've man. Seen it. So, but speaking of things that should be on video, I just want to point out this week that uh, the greatest love story in all science fiction is available on DVD this week. Oh, wait, let me guess. Princess Leah in the, in the no. bikini? No, oh. no, no. I said love story. It's, that it's was my personal love story. Alien you know, versus Predator? It's just out this week? Mm-hmm. Alien Hearts Predator? Nope. Best love, the love story in science fiction. I mean, this is a masculine fanboy way. See, I was going to go with uh, Rick's trying to cheat by looking at my. I agenda. wasn't going to say anything. In sci-fi, uh, oh, Enemy Mine, nope, uh, Lou Gossett nope. Jr. <laughs> yeah, and Dennis right, right, right. Quaid. Though that is heart wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second be, season friend. of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, yes, with David Tennant. Oh, it's out on DVD. It's out on yep. DVD as of Tuesday. What's the day? Wednesday. So it came out yesterday. <laughs> So there you go. These yes, it's out on DVD. Which has <laughs> Billy Piper, uh, Rose Tyler, and, Do- and the Doctor. So then why did Derek say it's coming out on Tuesday? He's when today's Wednesday? It said it, he said, said it, it came, came out, out this week, as of as in yesterday. This will probably go up Friday, and then at the beginning of Fifty Two, you will distrust all superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> as so well really, as at the beginning that, of One see, Year Later, you can see it in the eyes, huh? <laughs> you can see it in the eyes. But we are talking all of a sudden. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm really not interested in what Derek's saying. I just start drifting off. <laughs> I just, yeah. You can see it, right? Fruit pies. Of course I can. Yeah, okay. I'm so used to that look. You heard me. It's like, I say, oh, you God. Heard me. So that's a great. No, so I'm saving. I haven't watched the last three episodes, which are T voted. Oh. But I'm. Uh, so I'm not I going to. I'm going to wait until I get the DVD. I've got to go get the DVD set. Oh, but if uh, I may, I if I may totally it. quote Michael Goodson and totally embarrass him, because uh, I don't think he listens to this either, uh, it, is that uh, he watched it. He cried weepy. in the privacy of his own little studio. Yes, he was totally weepy, weepy, weepy. Then, like a week later, he and I watched the last episode. And you embraced and, it. And we, we kind of, we both, we, we were both crying. And, we said, and somebody, it was just on sci-fi, so a co-worker came up to me and said, I just watched the end. And she's, and I said, I'm over it. It's like a year ago. And I started thinking about it. I go, that was pretty sad. <laughs> Oh like, my God! It's wow. beautiful. It's a it's a it's a tearjerker, and we both agreed. Greater than the Han and Leah love story. The oh, their doctor, love story wasn't that great. The Doctor and greater than the Luke and Leah love story. Greater yeah. than the Luke and Leah, yeah. which that's is hot. Hot. <laughs> Very wrong. What about Miss Piggy and Kermit? That's not sci-fi. Gre- really? I think a pig and a frog <laughs> oh, wait, talking. Muppets in space. Okay, uh-huh. that clarifies. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was pigs in space. No, no, there was a mo- movie Muppets in space. Yes. Oh, but pigs in space was far because they established that Gonzo was pigs in space. Was that captain's name Link? Link Hogthrob and Doctor Strange Pork. Oh, that was some good stuff, man. Oh, I miss those shows. Perhaps Wait, Stephen's but what other what other sci-fi love stories would even be in the top five? I can't even think. I mean, King, King Kong and Andero. Is that sci-fi? Species. I <laughs> That's a love story, and almost worth it, really. She can't act, but my gosh. I, can, oh, I mean, has there other... Can she bail a man? Has there been any other sci-fi <laughs> Okay, maybe not, oh, but okay. I, Flash Gordon and Dale Arden. That's a good Buck one. Rogers and Wilma Deering. John Carter and Deja Thoris. Yeah. John Carter and Deja Thoris. By the way, Disney got the rights to John Carter announced today. Oh, so that's never really? going to get made, right? So Animated? Uh, we don't know yet. Paramount. It's all going to come down to how it's executed. Paramount yeah. let it lapse. And, uh, Ian McKellen. Harry, no- Harry Knowles was producing it at Paramount, and now Harry Knowles is off the project. I have to call that. That would be a they cool have to let CGI me, movie. Just they like have to let me produce it. Herds of forks. Well, what's his name? Rodriguez was going to produce it for yeah, a while. And then he was going to direct it. And he got he kicked off because he, he did Sin City. And, uh, the guy so that, it's never going to get made. The guy that uh, directed Sky Captain was at one point in the... Uh, but that was a <laughs> great idea, poorly... Man, you know executed. what? You get some good CGI guys, and and you get oh, Jim yeah. Henson involved. Oh, okay. Jim Henson. Oh, you got to have Henson up at Warps Center, man. 
They they can do stuff now that's unbelievable. Yeah, maybe. So and with CGI, they should get the guy that did Pan's Labyrinth. I haven't even seen that, but the yeah, trailers. Oh, oh Sam Raimi's Sam Raimi's got a new movie coming out that looked really good. I saw the trailer last night. The Messengers. Night. Yeah, that's yeah, creepy, he's man. Producing it, he's not directing. Oh it. crap! Yeah, he's that guy has not had time to direct another film. Uh, <laughs> let us end with this, something brought up. Uh, and you guys will, the two of you, Rick and Lon, will have to straighten this out for me. The Fantastic Four animated series. The one with Herbie? I'm only the guy with the, the questions. The new one. Lon's the guy with the answers. I've answer. only seen like two episodes, yeah. but. I missed uh, the whole thing and I can't believe animated I never heard about it. Animated in France. Animated in France. Yeah. Uh, and. To look like manga. Well, it has a little uh, bit of manga looks, look. Uh, no, 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 let's be fair. Let's not it has sound a lot like, of manga look. Let, no, anime. Oh, you're right. Manga is the comic. You correct, sir. Anime yeah. is the I, movie. I just don't want us to seem, uh, you know, ignorant yeah. and Western. I'm tired. Did I, I say I'm tired? He, he long but manga right is so you. much more powerful. Oh. I like saying that. Manga. Oh. Manga. manga. Anime. Yeah, anime. It sounds know. like something little girls would watch. Exactly. And they'd like jump up and clap their hands. Got and go, the boom <laughs> anime, yeah, anime yeah, babes yeah. to make me yeah. think the wrong thing. Right. Anyways, okay, so it has an anime look. It's definitely geared towards the crowd. By the way, there's a live-action Sailor Moon, and oh, it's freaky. Oh, no, there's not. Is there really? It's freaky. That's hot. Was it produced in Burbank? No, 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 it's in Japan. Is it it's, called it's, The it's, Debs? Okay. No. Um, go ahead. Speak what you can. Anyway, so what I saw, before. it was... Uh, it, what was funny, though, was I, I saw the preview art and went, good, jeez, why are we doing this? This is a Fantastic Four. Why are they looking all... Whatever. But then you watch the actual, you know, the episodes I saw had a really good feel of what the characters were all about. Good thing, good Johnny Storm, good uh, interplay between the two of them, you know, the pranking and everything. Um, Fantastic car looked cool. Yeah, I mean, it it was definitely updated. So I guess, you know, being uh, fogies like we are, you know, looking at it going, eh, you know, it's not with the whatever. But I think it might have appealed to the kids, but they put it on Saturday night. Like at eight o'clock in the old oh. Justice League Unlimited right. slot, basically. But it's like I don't think Titan kids slot. would have even caught it around. And that not time. even all that well promoted by Marvel because. No. And I got to say that a difference between you know, DC when they have an animated project, besides these, you know, Marvel's doing the directed DVD movies promoting like crazy. Right. But they, when they get a series like Fantastic Four, they mentioned it maybe a month or two before it came up. And it was then, featured in like Wizard, I think. And then yeah, well, of course. I, we, but the reason we're bringing it up is we just found out it's been canceled. canceled. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I literally, I only came found out about this because I was listening to old Marvel uh, press conferences uh, that have been released as podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so there was a whole one on the Fantastic Four. Oh, that's really awesome. I should go look for it. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. But it's in Europe. They're still running in Europe. So they maybe have a second season going for well, Europe. Well, if it's being produced in France. It was then, being produced yeah. in France. For just that right, And how do we say Fantastic Four in French? Anyone? El, les Four Fantastiques or maybe something? Maybe like? Les Croix. Les Croix Fantastiques? Maybe. Les Croissants Fantastiques? Uh, I think in Spanish it's like Mucho Cuatro or something. I don't know. So. Les Fromages Fantastiques? Probably. Jus sans frontier. Jus. I don't know. I, all I know is is that the only reason they did it was because the movie made $100 million and they, they had a property they wanted to push some more. Well, so. sure. And just as they did the Spider-Man yeah. MTV no, go animated. And then, you know, but I compare, I, was, I finally caught up with a couple of episodes of the Legion of Superheroes animated series. I still don't like the design. Uh, but I'm really liking the way they're writing the Legion of Superheroes. What's that running on? Cartoon Planet? Uh, uh, it's on actually the Kids WB. Oh. It's on Saturday mornings. It's a straight up Saturday so morning cartoon. Get up early they still to do watch cartoons it? on Saturday morning. Yes, they do. All wow. of them do. Uh, all the networks still do it. I don't know why, because I can't imagine anybody's watching it. With the weirdest commercials, because they've got these total like infomercial, like you know, because my my kids we've been watching Veggie Tales and like a Bedazzler commercial comes comes on, which really what you're leaving? I'm leaving. It's time. It's time for me to. It's go time home. to go. Now it's time to say goodbye, goodbye to all, all our Simonettis. <laughs> G O O D B Y. So I guess it's too late to buy comics. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's too late to buy comics. Damn it! No, go walk over there and get your comics. He's still there. He owes me. Hey, make sure I get my. Never mind. Anyways. I'll, I'll see. Never mind. We should just wrap up. We should wrap up because uh, Andy's there. We're kind of close up. We are podcasting late. So I think th- you should wrap up. Actually, I don't think you should wrap up. I think you should wrap <laughs> Give me a beat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> tired. So tired. 
So, uh, yeah, there we go. So that's that's been our podcast for this week. They're, they're actually turning out the lights on us, despite the fact the owner is part of the podcast. So if you have any... Co- I think that's the electric company. If you have any... Co- oh, oh, totally different issue. He's a, he's a bad owner. All right, if you... <laughs> Have any comments, questions, things you'd like us to pursue and talk about, please email me at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Has anyone ever done that yet? What? Has anybody actually called and sent you an email asking you what to talk about? Uh, Lon. Yes. Rick. Mario said, I know I'm coming in for my books. I I want to also say check out the fan forums because they're so fun. And me and Derek and Rick are the only Long ones doing racy. it. Yeah, the hot, the hot topic this week, which superhero would you go gay for? So go to the forums and answer. answer and then go. he copped out on it She-Hulk. himself. What? What? So uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We've got... <laughs> Say your name. Slappy. Say your name. Slappy. Andy. Slappy Mead. Andy Mead. Lon Lopez, I can't even trust you guys Why anymore. You say everybody. You say you never have a say our own name. I did last week. Oh, hi, I'm Lon Lopez right. with FanboyPlanet.com, the only place I buy my comics. Okay, what? Sure. All right. And Rick's too tired to say. Can something. I take your order, sir? Would you like yes. fries with that? <laughs> and Rick Brett Schneider, we've been the Fanboy Planet podcast for January seventeenth. Thanks for listening. Remember, use your powers only, only for good. good. <laughs> <laughs> And we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. There is no X Factor Marvel movie. No, he's yet. in another movie that sounds like that, but there was another Universe movie. X? He's in Luke Cage. No, he's not. No, the guy who No. Totally. I've been in meetings all I know. fucking day. Hey Rick, man. It's okay, you're among friends. We're I'm not all messed up. Okay, no. The guy who got picked to play Jim Rhodes in the Iron Man movie. Yes. Is, is likely to be Luke Cage or is he actually was he's he in, in the Luke Cage movie as a as a character and Terrence I can't remember the Terrence Howard. Yeah. Oh, they were talking about him being uh Turks. Not Stiletto. One like Stiltman. Who's Luke Cage's like main bad guy? I thought it was Stiletto. Luke Cage has a main bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Diamond not Diamond Diamondback. No, it is Diamondback because I'm thinking that's a chick, isn't it? Well, there's another one like Diamond. It is Diamondback. Diamond okay, you know what? We we got to save this because this debate is worth listening to. Um, okay, so Terrence Howard in Luke Cage. Hey, I can bring confusion to the table, no problem. Fantastic. And it's pure, pure unlike Andy's contrived confusion. Where'd you hear this? No. Was this recently or? Rick, where'd you hear this? I was uh, browsing IMDb. Oh. So so wait a minute, my confusion comes off as contrived. I think there's a certain forced nature to your. Assertion of the uh, crazed and uh, disassociated voice. I I can't believe that that's not any, anything other than you must spend hours in practice ahead of time. <laughs>